Hello, this is Pizzicato Ost, and I'm Leo Jivetsky. We're recording our first episode in the recommended pieces section of our project. Today we talk about a piece that I deeply love, and I find it to be a fine example showing the Russian spirit in music. This is a work for piano solo called Dumka, Russian Rustic Scene, by Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky, and it is his Opus 59. Dumka was composed in 1886, a time when Tchaikovsky is a successful, well-known, well-traveled, and well-supported composer. By then, he's already the author of the ballet Swan Lake, the opera Eugene Onegin, three piano concertos, a violin concerto, four symphonies, and so much more. He is also, at this point, tired of a big amount of work, the stress of deadlines, and he's just recovering after a fiasco marriage. Dumka is a piece that normally plays between 8 and 10 minutes. It is sort of a thought, a meditation, that goes from a sad and pensative opening to a fast and jolly middle section to a short melancholy finale. Since you can kind of break Dumka into three sections, we will hear each played by a different pianist. These are all from commercially available recordings, so you can easily find the full versions online. So, as I said, Dumka starts with a slow, weary lament, marked Andante Cantabile, in C minor. You will hear this played by Ukrainian pianist Valentina Lisitsa, who's released the complete Tchaikovsky works for piano solo on Decca in 2019. Lisitsa is the only big artist I know of in classical music who'd started her career and had made a big name for herself online. Um, at some point, she started making video recordings of herself performing in a black box studio. Um, you have to imagine this elegant, blonde, long-haired lady wearing a slim-fit black dress and brilliantly playing Chopin and Rachmaninoff. And um, this has actually made a huge success online, which later led to an impressive career offline. Actually quite unique and uh, pretty much exciting for this conservative uh, classical music field of ours. Now our piece starts slowly with these arpeggiated chords that I love so much that are almost resembling a Russian folk instrument. Listen to this.
the thought gets in a new direction. It feels like um, there is more air in it. It kind of straightens up after sitting for long, shaking off a heavy burden, while at the same time not forgetting the main theme that goes on in the lower register. Well, here's some Russian melancholic meditation for you. Um, we're now changing the record and are with Vladimir Ashkenazi and also about 40 years back from the previous recording uh, in 1983. Ashkenazi um, has stopped playing the, the piano publicly a while back now, um, a few decades probably. And um, he went on conducting quite a lot. And um, this year he's announced his retirement from public performances. So no more Ashkenazi Live, which is a shame. Um, Ashkenazi is considered to be one of the best interpreters of Rachmaninoff. And uh, there's a great many recordings to prove that. And I'm hoping that one day we'll also get to that in our program. Now regarding the piece, the energy has grown so much that we start a new section. We pass to a major key. It's E-flat major as opposed to our initial C minor. The tempo indicates con anima, which means with soul. And there's this one initial chord that immediately puts us in some sort of a energetic, jolly mood. So listen to this. Mm -hmm. 
fiery virtuoso passages behind us, the tempo indication says poco meno mosso, so a little less hasty. We shift back to a minor key and interrupt this con anima mood and this leads us to the cadenza. And on this cliffhanger, we change the record again and go another four decades back to Vladimir Horowitz's recording of the piece from 1942. Horowitz, well, that's a huge character in the classical music world. And we are very lucky to have so many recordings of his. As, as his legacy. I think aside from being a musical genius, Horowitz is also a great marketing person and in a way the real pop star in classical music. We now um, will hear him play the Moderato con Fuoco, literally moderate with some fire, which will lead us back to where we started a short reminder of the lamenting mood of the opening.
I really love that final chord that comes after a short pause, kind of like a full stop. I think that's very cool. Um, now, one of the reasons we don't often hear Doomkind concerts is that with its 10 minutes, nobody really knows how to fit it into a program. It is not a part of a cycle. Um, it doesn't really match with other pieces. And um, pianists often find it just hard to combine with something. It is also too long for an encore. And um, basically, it leaves the piece mostly for piano competitions. And it is, of course, a great favorite at the Tchaikovsky competition in Moscow. Now, since I'd interrupted the music so many times and had different versions, I'm now going to play one full version from beginning to end. We will hear Mikhail Pletnyov in a live recording from a concert at the Barbican Hall in London in 2003. Um, being the winner of the Tchaikovsky competition in 78 and a very deep interpreter of Tchaikovsky music, Pletnyov is, of course, able to program his music right. And in this concert, it was alongside Schumann. Um, it is also very funny that in this live recording, you can hear someone in the audience rushing to start the applause after what seems to be the finale, a misleading um, chord. But no, no, there's the last final full stop chord that I was talking about earlier. Um, well, here I say goodbye and hope you've enjoyed this episode. We will be back with some more music very soon. Mm -hmm.